Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Man, show my friend from Memphis, my man Philip Dean Valley Sports, and I thought sports is Valley now. It changed up on us, man. It's Valley. So, what's up, Phil? How you doing, man? Over in the mid nine oh one, man. I'm doing good, boss man. Yeah, it's kind of. I've finally gotten the transition of like not saying Fox Sports and that it's Valley Sports now. So, I think the first two weeks was kind of a difficult transition. I I, I would keep saying or try not to write in my head just like don't say fox sports don't say fox sports it's valley sports valley sports but yeah we're all good all good now <laughs> yeah, i hear that man whatever it is man how have you liked the greatest offseason so far as they made some trades new draft picks tell me what's your overall thoughts about the Grizz? what they've done so far this offseason man shocking um i wasn't expecting valentunas to be traded so quickly um i'm I was thinking maybe it would have happened maybe during the trade deadline, but um, I think the way the front office is looking is they're trying to, it's not a compete right now. It's we want to see how we can compete in the next five years and see what we can do in the long run. Um, and of course, Valanciunas was up for an extension the following season. So it, it was a smart move for them to tr- work on some pieces for the, for the future and, um, I like what they got in return with Steven Adams, and uh, we don't know what they're going to do with their Eric Bledsoe, but if they do keep him, I think it's a good hand to have. Um, I don't see him getting very productive minutes with his team, but still, he's, it's a good hand to have in case something happens, knock on wood. But it also gives – and with with the move for Grayson and the trade Grayson Allen as well – um, I feel like that was something that was coming because, I mean, he's a good asset to trade, and, and he's going to be a great asset for Milwaukee. I think that's a great pickup for Milwaukee. And it also gives an opportunity to give more minutes for guys like Anthony Melton and Desmond Bain to uh, move into that start. One of those guys will be in the starting position, and I think it gives them more opportunity to grow and develop. And I think, and those are two guys that definitely need to need to have those more minutes to develop their game. And I'm, uh, I think that was a good move for the Grizzlies to make that trade with Grayson. So I'm interested to see what the Valanciunas trade does in the long run, but this front office has a good reputation of making good draft picks and making good moves and with the past two years of 
drafting John Morant and Brandon Clark, and and then last year with Desmond Banning and Xavier Tillman. So you have you kind of the front office you can trust them with this, and I think that it's a uh, it's a shocking pick that they drafted Zaire Williams, but you, you never know. I mean, they have a good reputation making draft picks so far, so I, I'm I'm interested to see where this goes. Yeah, that the Zaire Williams draft pick did kind of throw me for a loop field because I was like. He, he was at 17 if you wanted him. Right. But I, I get you wanted to make the trade to get off of JV's contract and get Bledsoe on, on a partial guarantee. And that summer you want to have money. I get all that. Adams is on a controllable contract as well. So I get that. But I was like, maybe somebody else on the board you can maybe get other than Zaire Williams if you want to do that. So I was like, that was kind of threw me off. That's the first time I questioned Clyman and those guys was that move right there. Right, and there was a lot of people thinking, like, you could have got – I feel like you could have gotten Williams at 17, but that I think that move was also to clear up cap space for the for next year because you're working on an extension for – you're working – your jaw will most likely get a max extension next year. And also, I mean, you're trying to clear up cap space because I think in the, long, in the next couple of years, the Grizzlies, they want to be able to get big names – to come to Memphis. They want to be able to sign big names as well. They want to be able to get a good free agent in uh, in the next summer free agency. And I think that that's their goal along with resigning, uh, resigning Jaw to an extension. So it's a, all a matter of just clearing up cap space for your future. And I think it's a very smart decision by them. And uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., uh, it reminds me of John Collins feeling this in this in this, this this way. How much do you give him if you keep him? At the Hawks gate, John Collins won a max deal. Uh, he wasn't really a max guy, in my opinion. This is just my personal feeling. I love JC JC the person, but the Hawks are not gonna be no better with, with or without him for us in the Eastern Conference standings. With William, right. we still we still at best sixth. Without him, we're still at best sixth, you know. <laughs> so we're not gonna win the championship right. with him on the roster. Um Jaron Jackson Jr. that same same scenario. How much of the Grizzlies tie up the future cap and keeping him around on the extension after next year? Right. And I feel like they are heavily invested in Jaron. It's a matter of how much they they want to put, invest in Jaron. I mean, I think there, there's no denying it that Jaron wants to be here. I don't think I would ever see him moving to another team right now with the um, relationship he has with Jaw and the rest of his teammates. I think that it's even though people like to speculate that, uh, oh, he'll, I can see him going to the Knicks or something like that, but it's just, I just don't see him wanting to go anywhere else. But I think the front office has to make a very clear decision of how much they want to give him. And I think Jaron will want to stay. It's just, I think you just got to, both teams have got to work out uh, the right uh, contract and the right money to to make everyone happy here. So I think that, that that will get worked out sooner than later. Yeah, because I was worried about that. I was just thinking about that for me, looking at, at, at the numbers on, on salaries. I'm like, okay, I would do um, Jaron at four years, 90, maybe, or four years, 80. I wouldn't go above really that nine, that threshold of 90. It's just to make him happy because I'm thinking about John Collins. I don't right. see John Collins $25 million a year. I like him personally, but I don't see him at 25 million a year. And that's, that's my guy. Right. And also, and I also depends. Jaron needs to prove that he's worth that much. Cause he, I mean, he's been injured every year. 
he's been with this team. And so you can't, uh, it's too much money. I mean, to throw out, you have to find the right number to keep both people happy. And you've also next year, you've got to clear up space as well for the max extension for Jock because he's going to get something that a, a Trey Young number somewhere around that. So you got to clear out space for that. So you got to, but it's a matter, those are your, Jaron and John are your two franchise cornerstones for this team. And you've got to be able to work out something. You've got to work out the right deal for both of those guys. And which, and I feel like they will. It's just a matter, it's just a matter of time. Timing is everything when it comes to this. And also looking at Dylan Brooks contract too, feel like in 23, 24, he needs an extension. Because he's proven to be at that third piece, that defensive piece. When you all played the Warriors, he gave Steph Curry fits. And on that, on that Sunday game that the Warriors won, and, when, and Dylan fouled out, it was about five minutes to go, that's when the game changed. So yeah. a defensive stopper, and Dylan Brooks right there, you know, you have to pay him too. So you got to think about Ja. Jaron and Dylan Brooks then fig figuring out everything else around them enough to bring in that one more piece and keep a, a clean book because Memphis not really a luxury tax team that pays it. So you have to really think about that going forward if you're the Grizzlies front office, which I know they don't know they are, but I'm thinking about it for, for the fans. Like we have to kind of be, be honest about it. You as same way with the Atlanta Hawks, you can't pay everybody. Some people right. will, 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 will be let go of this young core because everybody can't get a good, a good extension. Yeah, it's kind of a blessing and a curse with a lot of these guys on this team that they, they've played up to their contracts. I mean, Grayson did, Dylan is right now. I mean, and Jaron and Ja are both playing up to their contracts right now. So, and, and Valanchunas was as well. So it's just you always have these moving pieces of just like you have a lot of great assets with this team. And so with Dylan as well, I mean, I think he will make – I mean – he will get he will get some offers because a lot of teams are wanting defensive stoppers right now. They they want that guy that gritty uh, defensive presence on their team, and I think. But um, Dylan's another guy. I think in his contract in the next couple of years that they'll be working on that as well. But I think the, their main focus right now is focusing on Jaron and Ja and keeping their uh, franchise cornerstones uh, locked in for the next five years. Oh, yes, and I can only see, like, Phil, I feel like this, that's how I feel, man. You all are better positions than the Atlanta Hawks are. Because you're in the Western Conference, and the East is more so stacked than it is the West is now. You have a couple of teams up top, but Memphis, with the right moves and the right adjustments, as me and you both know, the right, <laughs> could be very right. dangerous in the Western Conference with John Morant um, and those guys playing around him because just what, just what he did against the Warriors showed – what he can do if he's in that setting and deal with him on a seven-game series trying to stop that guy getting downhill and getting his shoes around him could be trouble for any team playing the Grizzlies in the playoffs coming these years to come. Yeah, and it's also – I mean, I don't think anyone really expected uh, their expectations last year to be in the playoffs in the in Jaws' second years, and now the expectations are a lot higher, and I've already seen people saying, well, now with Valanciunas out that – they they might be in the play in again, or though they may might miss the playoffs. The Valanciunas, I mean, the Valanciunas situation is kind of similar to what it, they had with Marcus a couple of years ago. It was just that his their styles is just not evolving in this type of league. I mean, you can Valanciunas will win you a lot of games, but how long in the long term centers like that are not going to be 
around much longer. So you have to think of uh, your future and it's just, um, I, th I think I love what the front office is doing of it. They're not thinking of like, we need to win right now. We need to think of, we want to be a top contender in the next five years. And um, I think moving Valanciunas, because a lot of these, I mean, how many of these teams in the West are going to be top contenders? I mean, when you look like, how long is Golden, St Golden State going to be in this mix mm -hmm. for the next couple of years? Where are the Lakers, where are the Lakers going to be in the next five years? I mean, where's Portland going to be in the next five years? I mean, a lot of our and they wanted the West is going to be very interesting in the next couple of years. I can see the East is the East is going to be the same with the next couple of years. It's going to be, I mean, I can see Atlanta being in, in the running. I mean, Milwaukee is going to be those teams in the right. Miami's going to be looking really interesting in the East next year as well. So uh, it's just all a matter, all a matter of timing right now. Oh, yes. And has Taylor Jenkins talked about putting Jaron at the five fully? I know you have Steven Adams, but to unlock the Grizzlies, I think, yeah, I put Jaron at the five and play at him at the five with John Moran and get shoes around them. Because Steven Adams, he's, he's, I saw him do shooting threes, but do you really want to trust Steven Adams being a stretch five right now? So I'm thinking they'll unlock Jaron's game if you play him at the five more with John Moran to put him at the four. I think in the long run, Jaron will eventually move to the five, but I, I'd rather see him right now at the four, right now, being paired up next to Stephen Adams. You have, it, it's the same situation with Val, how it was with Valanciunas. Valanciunas, get, get inside the paint, get double-doubles, get as many rebounds as possible, and let, let Jaron be your guy. You can either use him and be at the three-point line, or he immediately comes in and gets you some rebounds. So I'm not ready yet to see Jaron at the five. I think he's still needs to I, I'm not ready to see him up against guys like Anthony Davis in the paint if you know if you know what I mean uh, I don't think he, his size is not ready to yet to be at the five right now I think he's better suited just being at a stretch forward for you so in the long run when he had when he continues to add some more size I want to see him at the five but right now I don't think he's ready for that yet I'd rather see him be a stretch four for this team most definitely. I can see that for sure, man. And uh, I also love it, too. Like, Tyus Jones is a backup guy. Bledsoe's Bless good insurance. And yes. if, if they wanted to, they could take the hit this year and just do the partial guarantee next year. still be good if you want to do it. Because, like I said, the, that's the fear that I have Atlanta Hawks in this field, that the Hawks will think that we're better than what, than what we really are. That was my mm -hmm. fear. Like, it was matchups. Yeah, Milwaukee, and don't make any adjustments. Me and you both know that. So does Tom Tibble don't make any adjustments, and Doc Rivers don't make any adjustments. They don't put Trey Young in action. We let Trey Young hide out in, in, in the strong side or weak side three point corner. He ain't yeah. got to defend nobody. Then you yeah. want to do drop coverages and let him do a four way go. So yeah, we're gonna win because you're letting them do what we want to do our strengths. So I was fearful that the Hawks would think that we're better than what we are, and mm -hmm. so far. Like I said, I love JC to death, but 25 million for JC on the books, and we're not going to be in really any better than what we are. To me, it's scary. Puts us in purgatory again. Like I remember when we had the Mike Woodson years and the Bud years for a while there. We just was playoff team. We wasn't going to win anything. We was on we won a lot of games. We we're going to do it, but we weren't going to win a championship. 
And that was my biggest fear that maybe keep that Kansas City's open to trade for a disgruntled superstar who sees Trey Young development and say, hey, I want to come to Atlanta. But now with that JC on the books and our ownership, I really want to play the luxury tax. We, we are what we are. You know, that's, that's, I'm glad Memphis is not doing that to themselves. Wait, wait, wait. The Hawks did it by resigning JC to that contract that we did. Right. I, I feel like it seems like the, the Hawks are in a situation where they got the talent that they have, but they can't assign anyone else in the, in the long run with a free agency. So you, you've got the talent that you have for the next three, four years. Um, I think with, with the Grizzlies, it's just a matter of, like you said, they, they had to make it, they have to make adjustments now, now that they have, now that Grayson Allen and Jonas Valanciunas are no longer on their roster. So, and that you have to make adjustments with your, uh, what you do with Grayson now and that you replace him with either Desmond Bain or um, D'Anthony Melton and, Right now, I feel like the way Desmond Bain has been playing in summer league, I think he he will he can he will eventually earn his way to become the starting two for the Grizzlies. And um, I like D'Anthony Melton coming off the bench as your sixth man. I think he I think he work he can has a lot of potential being your uh, your top six man right now. And uh, another thing that they're going to be looking for interested as well is what do they do with Kyle Anderson? Do they? I mean, because he will have, um, he's a gr- great trade asset as well, and his his contract will be coming up soon. So it's just a matter of what do you do with a guy like that, as well. So the, there, it seems like right now, with the, the adjustments the front office is making, they're being forced to make adjustments. Because right now, I don't know, Zaire Williams is in an interesting position right now. I don't see him being a starter anytime soon. But like, what do you do with his minutes? Because because he's going to have to earn it. He's going to have to earn his way. I feel like he's going to have to earn his way into the rotation, and and he's got to prove that in training camp and preseason. So he's there. Jenkins has a lot of adjustments to make this upcoming season for this team. Most definitely, because that because think about same with Atlanta too. We have so many guys who can play. It's determine that rotation. Who do you play? Who's your top nine or ten that you actually play? Right. And last year for the Hawks, you know, Phil. Because with so many injuries, it wasn't a problem. Guys, guys got to play until the playoffs came around. Same with Memphis. So if everybody's healthy, it's going to be about five guys upset. They're not playing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they can't go to the G League either. Someone can't, can't go to G League. So they're right. stuck on the bench having to stay ready. So Jenkins had not to deal with that the way he will this year for keeping everybody 1 to 15 happy. Because right. you can only play ten guys a night legitimately, and it'd be, and it'd be okay during the, during the season. Yeah, and I think that was one of the big uh, problems with Tyus Jones during the playoff run. He didn't really get any minutes during the playoffs, and um, Tyus Jones is a great asset for this team. He's a great bench player, but they, it was a very hard adjustment because you had uh, times where Jenkins was running Grayson at point, and then running D'Anthony Melton at point, and. Helping to uh, having Desmond, he threw, threw Desmond Bain in a lot at a lot of minutes. So Tyus was stuck at at the end of the bench at times, and I know that could have been very deflating. But um, I think Tyus has an opportunity to really be there, uh, be one of their top bench players. And I think he's a he's one of, in my opinion, he's one of the best bench point guards this Grizzlies team has had in a long time because the Grizzlies have never had a really good backup point guard in the within the past. 10 years. And that was something 
Mike Conley was begging to have for a long time. He never had a good bench backup point guard. I mean, because he had guys like Beno Udre and Nick Calathis for a long time. And um, he had Gravis Vasquez for one year. And But now that they have a – Ja has a great rotation of backup uh, point guards he can use with a guy like Gampy Melton or uh, Tyus Jones – it's going to be, I mean, there's more, it's a better, and even you can use Eric Bledsoe as a good insurance policy for this team. So um, I'm, ho- I'm hoping to see more minutes out of Tyus Jones this season. This season. Well, Phil, I could say this from covering Buddy Atlanta and, and, and Jenkins. See, you notice how Bud would never play Portis some games and how good Portis is? They, yeah. they get stuck on matchups. If they yeah. view your matchup is not favorable, they won't yeah. play you. No matter what you bring, <laughs> it's a their basis matchup. So when yeah. I saw Tyus Jones not playing, I said, yeah, this is a matchup thing in his head. Because yeah. so, so, so our Portis didn't play against Brooklyn. Because mm-hmm. in Bud's head is a matchup thing for Portis being like his nets. So I don't get it. Like if the guys are good for you all year long, you bring the energy off the bench and effort, just make it work. Let's not get in this rigid matchup ideology that, right. they, that, 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 that they both of them get into and i've seen it both of them do it it's just, it blows my mind feel every time i see them do it yeah it's really interesting because uh, looking and looking back at that uh, jazz playoff series just seeing why tyus wasn't in it was all due to matchups and i think De- desmond bain was the better it was the better option to come up come off the bench because he's a more legit three-point shooter and i think he's going he's Eventually, he's going to be even. I think he's going to be having more breakout year this year. Uh, once he now that he'll have more minutes uh, re- replacing Grayson, so it and it's all it, it all changes due to due to matchups. I, I mean, you said it perfectly. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's just funny, man. Seeing Taylor Taylor Jenkins work feel. I've said I've seen this movie before. I've yeah. seen it before. <laughs> I've seen like anything you all go through. I've seen it before already with the oh, whole yeah. new book. <laughs> you know? Oh so, yeah. It's like, <laughs> and, now, and now we just hope that it works out where Taylor Taylor Jenkins gets an NBA championship like Bud. So <laughs> hey, I, I don't want to sound like a, like a hater in Petty. Bud limped into that championship. He got lucky. Okay. <laughs> he got a super he got a superstar in Giannis Antetokounmpo. So <laughs> Hey. I hope it works the same out, the same way with John Moran. Yes. Hey, I told hey, I told some Bucks people flat out. I said, look, Miami was injured. Okay, lucky. Durant's big toe. Kyrie's yeah. injury. Trey Young getting hurt. And the Suns got exposed on having two guys that can score the ball on their own. So you had Giannis. Uh, Chris Middleton and Holiday was the wild card. Is what got you got in the win. So I said, I had people been walking radio. I'm like, look, I'm not people that got hate, but I don't hate Bud. I just tell the truth about Bud. He got lucky. He had the three, three, three best players on the court. That's what got him the win. <laughs> I said, tell him do it again next year. <laughs> I mean, I, I think they will still be in the running next year. It's just that I think my with Miami adding. Kyle Lowry will be yes. very, will be very, very interesting. I, I mean, that's something. Miami's been needing a point guard for a, uh, for a while to be paired up next to Jimmy Butler, and Kyle Lowry's I think is the perfect point guard to be paired up next to Butler. So, Miami, I think Miami is going to be a team to look out for in this upcoming playoff run. I, I got it this way, Phil. I already got Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Miami, 
I got Philadelphia, Boston. <laughs> you know, I got then I then it's the Knicks maybe a six in Atlanta, Indiana in that next group maybe a Charlotte. So it's like that's why I say it's why I, when I'm thinking about the Collins contract before yeah. we get started. It's six. It's best. It's number six. Six is, is the best number we can do. It's best right. six. <laughs> you know that's why I was like the way I was thinking about it because you know Miami unlocked something with Lowry there and getting Tucker as well. So there are three in my mind behind Brooklyn and Milwaukee and Philadelphia's four. They yeah. cannot be trusted. You know the the Celtics are better now as well. And then it's pretty much the Knicks, Hawks, Wizards, Charlotte, Indiana competing for those play-in spots. Or that one spot that you don't play in, pretty much. Yeah, it seems like everyone in the East has improved their their rosters, and my and Atlanta just they were able to just resign everyone that they have. So the, it's just a matter of do they improve or do they just stay in that spot in that four to six spot? And um, you're Charlotte is going to be a team I would be looking out at mm-hmm. in the next two to three years. I mean, I could see Charlotte. I mean, Charlotte was in the play-in last year. I could see them getting, being back in that spot again, and even at the seventh seed as well. So it all depends. I mean, if LaMelo stays healthy, and if he stays healthy, I think they will be – they'll guarantee be in the, uh, play, in the play-in for sure. Or, yeah. Most definitely. I was looking forward to it, man. With Phil, man, and enjoy your offseason. Enjoy the baby and the family, man. All it's good since chatting with you. Hopefully, COVID restrictions will be less less. I come to Memphis next year when the Hawks played in the Grizzlies. I can see you, man. I miss coming over and seeing you guys, man. <laughs> that's the one thing. That's man. That's the thing I hate the most about uh, teams not being able to media not being able to travel is you don't get to see all your colleagues from other teams, and so. I hate running. I hate. I hate missing you and all my other uh, colleagues at games. So let's hope that the restrictions are. And they're able to let people back in, let media people back in, and so I. I can't wait to see you, boss fam. Same here, but hey, you be safe. But we'll talk to you real soon, brother. All right, thanks, boss fam. Anytime, buddy. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.